Would you like me to search your delivery? You are generous as you are divine. Oh, booty queens and booty queens. I don't give a damn what you're entitled to. So, if you don't like it, you can take back your food and your castle and f*** right off. You should treat books with more respect. Welcome to Mystery Pony Fiction, hosted by the Mystery Fluttershy fan. If You Go Out in the Woods Tonight by King of Madness. Fluttershy hummed to herself as she finished checking on all her animal friends before bed. She had run terribly behind and it was now very late. The sun had long gone down and a nearly starless night had bathed Ponyville in darkness. Fluttershy shivered as a cool breeze passed. This was not her idea of a pleasant night. After seeing to the last of her animals, she made her way to her house, continuing to hum to herself in an effort to calm her nerves. Another cool breeze passed by Fluttershy, ruffling her feathers. The sound of a twig snapping made her jump. She would never say such to Luna, but Fluttershy was always weary of the night. The long, deep shadows it cast, the scarcity of nocturnal life to keep her company. It was all too easy to imagine something was watching you. Something bad. Fluttershy resisted the urge to fly top speed to her house and continued her steady walk. Be brave. Fluttershy, she thought to herself, there's nothing to be afraid of. This was most likely true, she knew, but that didn't stop the uneasy feeling in her stomach. She quietly sang the tune she had been humming, an old lullaby she loved as a kid. Ding, 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 dong. If you go out in the woods today, you're sure for a big surprise. If you go out in the woods today, you better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was, we'll gather there together because today's the day the teddy bears have the picnic. She was halted in her walk when she heard a sound. It was faint, like it was coming from far away but it set her on edge nonetheless. She turned to the direction of the noise. There it was again. It sounded like some kind of animal and it was coming from the Everfree Forest. Fluttershy stood frozen in place, her eyes perked up and listening for any more of the noise. It was there again, more constant, so she could make out the details of the cry. It wasn't a cry she recognized from any animal she was familiar with but she could recognize the anguish in its voice. Whatever it was, it was hurt. Fluttershy had always feared the Everfree Forest at the best of times, let alone in the dark of the night. The thought of going into it right there and then, all alone, was enough to make her stomach drop and her heart thump against her ribcage. But compared to the thought of leaving that poor animal to suffer all night, it was nothing. With a deep breath, she ran into the forest. At first, she stayed on the path that she and the others would usually take, but it became clear that the creature's cries were coming from somewhere far off the path. Without hesitation, she glided over the thorned bushes and galloped deeper into the forest. 
shaded from the moon by the tops of trees. Fluttershy grew increasingly anxious in the growing darkness. She seemed surrounded by a maze of trees whose twisted bark resembled scowling faces and whose branches looked like clawed hands reaching out to grab her. What a dreadful thought it was to be lost in this place. Still, the creature's cries pulled her forward. She also reminded herself that once she found the poor thing, she could fly out of the forest and back home. So there was no real way of getting lost. Unless something happens to my wings, Fluttershy's worried side thought. She mentally told herself to shut up and focused on finding the creature. As she got closer, the creature's wails became more clear. It sounded strange, like some kind of mix-mash of different animals. Fluttershy slowed her trot as she got nearer. She could pick up hints of different animals and the creatures screaming. From the roars of bears to the chirping of birds, to the hissing of snakes to growls of timber wolves, it sounded unnatural almost synthetic. She reminded herself that the Everfree was home to many strange creatures that would seem abnormal to most ponies, and in any case, it was no reason to leave the poor thing wounded. Despite her resolve, the knot in her stomach tightened. The sounds were close now. She could pick up more noises in the mix. Crying. The crying of a foal. Or was it laughter? Or was it screaming? Or none? Or all? This was wrong. She shouldn't be here. She could feel it in every ounce of her being. Something was wrong here, and she should leave. Fluttershy swallowed hard and pressed herself against the tree. The noises were right on the other side. She could still hear the pain in its voice. I can't just leave it. It could be injured. Fluttershy told herself, I have to at least look, I have to know. The noises seemed to get louder as she forced herself to slowly move to the side of the tree, preparing for what she was about to see, unknowingly closing her eyes as she faced the source of the noises. With a deep breath, she forced them open. Nothing. She was facing a small clearing in the mass of trees still covered by the canopy of leaves above her. Yet even in darkness, she could see that nothing was there. And what's more, the sound had stopped. Confused, Fluttershy cautiously stepped into the clearing, looking around for where the source of the noise could have gone. There was no sign that anything had been there, animal or pony. The ground seemed undisturbed. Nothing. Not a single clue as to what was making those sounds or where it could have gone to. At this point, Fluttershy's drive was gone and she opened her wings to fly the heck out of there. But she froze when she heard humming. Still as a statue, Fluttershy slowly moved her eyes around to find the source of the sudden humming. That's when she realized that she knew the tune. In fact, it was the same one she had been humming just before she ventured into this dreary place. Hello? Fluttershy asked out loud. She wasn't entirely sure why she did it or if she expected an answer. That's when the humming turned to singing. Oh. 
If you go out in the woods tonight, you're in for a big surprise. The voice allowed Fluttershy to finally realize where it was coming from. She slowly looked down and not a second later, the ground opened up. She fell screaming into some kind of tunnel, tumbling and rolling through until she landed on a pile of sharp rocks. Wincing, she opened her eyes to find herself in total darkness. For a while, she could hear only her own heavy breathing and the shuffling of the rocks under her as she tried to get up. Then the voice returned. Do dun 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 If you go out in the woods tonight you better go in disguise It isn't safe to be out late There's monsters here that kill and rape And tonight's the night that you my dear made a big mistake Horrified by these words as they echoed in the cavern, Fluttershy stumbled in the dark, away from the voice, to her increasing terror. She heard the shuffling of the rocks from nearby, coming towards her, remembering her wings she flexed them. Other than some bruising, they weren't hurt from her fall. With a jump, she made to fly away, only to hit her head on the cavern's ceiling. Everything went blurry as she fell down onto the pile that seemed to completely cover the floor. She put a hoof to her head and felt the warm, sticky sensation of blood. She moved her other hoof around to get her bearings in the blackness she was stuck in. When it came to rest on a particularly oddly shaped rock, she absentmindedly traced her hoof over it and her eyes shot open at her discovery. There was no mistaking it. The defined shape, the sockets, the row of chipped teeth. It was a skull. With the realization came an even more horrifying one. These weren't rocks covering the floor. Adrenaline pumped through Fluttershy as she got up. And upon hearing the shuffling nearly upon her, she quickly fled. While she wasn't able to fly in such a closed area, she could still use her wings to balance her steps on the uneven ground. She had to get out of here. She knew she had to get out of here. But how? She couldn't see a thing. She was underground and that thing was behind her. There was no way she could get her temp to go back to the shaft from where she came with the monster there. So all she could do was move. Fluttershy went face first into a solid wall of rock. Blocked. Need to move. She turned having her wing graze the wall and ran until she felt nothing more on her wing. She turned to the opening and continued, the sound of bones shuffling behind her, driving her forward. The creature continued singing, this time in a different voice. If you go out in the woods tonight, you better not go alone. If you go out in the woods tonight, oh now you're on your own. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, just darkness here, you're trapped inside. Tonight's the night that you, my dear, made a big mistake. Fluttershy felt tears welling up in her eyes. She continued to stumble along, bumping into walls and turning corners, but not seeming to make any progress. She still couldn't see, and that thing was still following her. Could it see her, at the very least? It knew where she was and had no trouble following her. 
Fluttershy couldn't help but the creature was toying with her, that it could catch her at any times. Maybe it wanted her to tire herself out. Maybe it wanted to see how long it would take for her to give in. She couldn't give in. She had to keep moving. How big was this cavern? She had been stumbling through the dark for what seemed like ages. The bones never stopped crunching and shifting under her hooves. How creatures met their end down here. Was she next? Keep moving. The creature continued to sing in different voices, constantly shifting between them. So many voices! Did they belong to its victims? Clip and clop, you try to run, yet your time here has just begun. Fumble and tumble all through the night, but you will never find the light. You've lost your way from up above, away from all of those you love. You were a fool to follow my trail of drought, you followed straight to hell. A foolish pony in our trap, and now, my dear, there's no way back. We'll make you scream, we'll make you cry, we'll cut your wings so you can't fly. We'll break your legs against the wall, we'll squeeze your head to crush your skull, we'll make you swallow sticks and stones, we'll rip your flesh right off your bones. On and on the creature sang, the plethora of voices echoing throughout the pitch black tunnel with, with every sadistic verse. To Fluttershy, the voices seemed to come from every direction. There seemed no end to this cavern, no end to the sea of death surrounding her, no end to the darkness. She cried, please, please don't hurt me, she begged, cowering against a wall. A chorus of laughter answered her. The voices were all around her. Shuffling of bones were all over the place. She had no place to go. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't hide and she couldn't run and begging did nothing. All she could do was cry and wait. Wait for the monster to take her. This was it, she thought. She would soon be just another drop in the sea of bones. Would the monster take her voice too? Would it use her voice to lure in her animals? Lure in her friends? It was that very thought that snapped her out of her haze of defeat. The thought of what the creature would do to her was one of the scariest things she could imagine. But compared to the thought of the same happening to her friends, it was nothing. She was going to escape. She was going to live and take care of her animals and help her friends, not let this horrible monster get them. She didn't know how, but she had to hold on to whatever hope she had. And if she was in fact going to die here, she would not die cowering, but fighting. With a final prayer, she quickly got back on her hooves and, facing the wall, bucked out her hind legs. They connected with something. Fluttershy could not for the life of her describe what the creature felt like. It was as if her hooves went numb on contact with it. Whatever thoughts of it were immediately drowned out by the screams and yells of hundreds, maybe even thousands of voices of animal and pony alike. And in the same instant, the cavern was filled with an army of voices rising out of pain, anger, and surprise. Fluttershy fled. If the creature was playing with her before, it would surely not be now, and she needed to put distance between them. 
Yells and roars echo throughout the tunnels, nearly deafening in volume. The shuffling of bones was replaced by a torrent. The sounds of brittle remains colliding against rock mixed with the monster's shouts. Fluttershy let out a squeal when some of the bones hit her, but she didn't slow down. She dared to take off from the floor on the chance the room may be more open. While it was higher than before, her back soon scraped against the ceiling. Biting her lip against the pain, she managed to land on her hooves and continued her trot. Again she collided with a wall, but with every bump she bounced off it and continued to evade the creature. She ignored every bruise and cut. She had to focus on escaping. The monster was gaining on her, bounding through its grisly horde, growling and laughing in several voices. Closer and closer it got, for all Fluttershy's hope and determination, it was fruitless. <laughs> She still couldn't see, nor did she have any idea where she was or how to escape. Her body was aching, her head was pounding, and she was running out of breath. It was right behind her. I tried. In a final act of defiance, she halted her gallop, skidding across the floor and bucked out her hind legs once more. The monster was evidently prepared this time, and while Fluttershy's kick missed, she felt a sharp blow against her abdomen. She went flying through the air and landed hard against what seemed to be a hole in the wall. With her lower half dangling off the side, dazed from the blow, Fluttershy caught a fresh ascent in the air. She felt the dirt on the ground under her and noticed the lack of bones. All of this clicked in her mind and snapped her out of her daze. It was a tunnel leading to the surface just like the one that had dropped her in. Judging from the noises made by the monster, it realised this the same time she did. She had no time to waste. Fighting against her exhausted body, she pulled herself the rest of the way into the hole and quickly started climbing. The creature hissed and roared and cursed behind her. The tunnel was curvy and awkward. It was too thin to fly through. But Fluttershy was able to use her wings to press herself into the walls of the tunnel steadying herself in a hurried ascent. The sounds of monster did not diminish. Fluttershy could feel the vibrations of banging and rumbling through the tunnel. It was still chasing her. Continuing to climb the jaggedly made tunnel, Fluttershy caught a glimpse of light above her. It was small and slight, like the last star to fade away during the sunrise, and it was the most beautiful thing she had ever seen. She moved upward as fast as she could. She was so close, the monster knew she was getting away. The trembling of the tunnel's walls got stronger and stronger the closer Fluttershy got to the tiny, precious light. Closer, closer, she could hear the ominous yet wonderfully natural sounds of the ever-free forest. She could smell the cool air night. She could feel something brushing against her tail and hind legs. With a final push, Fluttershy blasted out of the loose land, covering the hole. As soon as she met the free air, she extended her wings and took off, breaking through the canopy of treetops, branches and all, and into the night sky. It took her a few moments to get her bearings, 
but once she was able to pinpoint the direction of Ponyville, she made her way home, doing her best to ignore the screeches of the monsters she left behind. Twilight was awoken by a tapping on her window. At first she dismissed it as the wind, but when it continued she sat up, rubbing the sleep from her eyes. She lit a candle and looked to the window. Her eyes widened in surprise. Fluttershy? Indeed, the timid Pegasus was flying right outside her window. Confused, Twilight got out of bed and went to the window, opening it to greet her friend. Fluttershy! What are you? The question died on her lips as she got a good look at her. Fluttershy looked absolutely exhausted and shaken. Her mane was a mess. Her eyes were unfocused and she was covered in cuts and bruises. There was some blood on her mouth that Twilight couldn't tell was from a busted lip and internal bleeding. Either way, the Pegasus was in bad shape. Fluttershy, what happened to you? Please come in! Fluttershy crawled to the window, landing on shaky legs. Twilight held her friend steady, grabbing her gently so as not to hurt her. Fluttershy, what happened? Are you okay? Fluttershy looked at Twilight and slowly nodded. Yeah, yes, I'm okay. I escaped. Escaped from what? Twilight asked with growing concern. Fluttershy swayed a bit and gulped. Something evil in the Everfree Forest. Twilight nodded and decided Fluttershy wasn't in a good state to answer questions. Alright Fluttershy, let's get you cleaned up. Then you can get some rest here and tomorrow we'll talk about it. Fluttershy nodded and Twilight guided her to the bathroom before they reached it. Fluttershy said one more thing. Don't go out in the woods at night. Twilight nodded, deciding to wait until tomorrow for further explanation. With that, she brought Fluttershy to the bathroom and tended to her wounds. She wasn't even finished before Fluttershy fell asleep. You Comfort Fluttershy by Little Owl 1-21-1-23 As you sit and watch the numbers change on your digital clock, your frustration at your awake and yet paradoxically exhausted brain increases as sleep strays further and further away from you. Damn insomnia. It was something you've had all your life but recently was becoming a major issue. Initially you think that it won't be a problem as you close your eyes, 
to take joy from the simple pleasure of having your mind completely shut off from the world, ready to be full of beans and raring to tackle the morning ahead. That's when the minutes start to tick by, about 10 or 15 to be exact before you realise that you aren't asleep. In fact, you aren't even tired and you realise that all this time you've been forcing your eyes closed. Some nights you would toss and turn, searching for that sweet spot for your brain to go. Enough! Sleep now! But you can never find it until you wake up the next morning realising you only got about two hours sleep in said position. But the worst nights are when you just lie there, still, as if in purgatory, eyes wide open as your clock continues to pass the minutes by as you stare at it, deafening you with its monotonous rhythmic ticking that should be enough to put you to sleep if you weren't so wide awake. Not helping matters is the storm outside. The rain could be relaxing if you were in an especially tired mindset, but on sleepless nights like these, it's nothing but a nuisance. You look out towards the window, completely obscured by the dark, though you could see the outlines of little droplets trickling on the windowsill, ending in a small puddle at the bottom. This eventually becomes completely obscured by the vapour misting the window and you are left once more with nothing to direct your open wide eyes towards. The brain buzz continues to keep your eyes open. Part of you thinks about turning the lights on and reading a book to help relax you. Options included a bevy of ones Twilight gave you before realizing that you have already read all of those during previous occasions of restlessness. However, there was that one book Fluttershy gave you on animals you haven't read yet. Maybe that would be an option. Fluttershy. Just the thought of that name already developed a fog of happy, relaxing thoughts in your brain. There was just something about her, as much of a cliche as it sounds, but not even all the wonderful traits that you could name just off the top of your head. It was just her. Her aura, her presence, just her being in the same room as her is enough to increase your heartbeat and make you feel a warm sensation inside. As these delightful thoughts caress your brain, you feel your extremities lower themselves against the covers. No conscious instructions necessary. A blink. Another blink. There is still hope. It's only 1.30 in the morning. You can get a half-decent seven and a half hours sleep before you have to get up for work. Such desperation to not spend your working day a sleep-deprived zombie will surely be enough to get you to sleep. You rustle in your covers, pulling your crumpled sheets back over your end of the mattress. You fluff your pillow, making a neatly woven place for your head and the pillow to do the rest as it consumes you with its blissful fluff. Yes, that was a blink. Now is the moment as you lay your head down, getting one last glimpse of the world. But just when you're about to open your eyes, you hear the turning of the knob and the very slow squeak of your door moving inwards towards your room. 
You feel like swearing every demeaning profanity at this newcomer that has just ruined your final chance at a good sleep. You're about to give them a piece of your mind until a singular yellow hoof is placed on the front of the door and you can hear a slight tremble as Fluttershy moves her head around the door. The bottom of her teal eyes barely visible as she peers round to reach your gaze as the red mist swelling inside of you fades into an aura of confusion and concern. You smile warmly towards her as she opens her adorable little mouth to speak. Oh, sorry, she says quietly, as if to salvage some of the quiet in the room so that you can return to sleep, only to realise just how fully awake you are. I hope I didn't wake you. I know how difficult and rare it is for you to get a good sleep. I sincerely hope I didn't interrupt one of those. You can't help smiling at her. Though her timid nature hindered her confidence, it made her a very considerate and sensitive pony. For all her flaws, there were traits that gravitate you towards her. Your smile fades, however, when she starts to speak once more with a slight tremble. I... I just came in because... She seems to struggle to get the words out. I... I trust you and... I thought the only way I could feel better was if I came to you. Something about you. You just being there. I thought it would be enough to make me feel better. Your smile grows broader as her face lights up slightly as she continues. You probably want to know why I'm here. She continues sheepishly, turning her face away slightly. You see, I had a nightmare. Your face quickly falls to deep concern as your heart twists in your chest as you stare at your dear friend. No wonder she seems so upset. Every part of your human instinct tells you to reach your arms out towards her and hold her close. You even feel droplets forming in your eyes before suddenly realising that she was the one who was upset. It's not about you anymore. You don't care about falling asleep. Instead, it's about being there for your friend. And not just any friend, but one that's connection with you is firm and true. A friend whose kind personality and natural beauty only make you care for her as equally as you know she cares for you. Here she is, silent and scared, but also the radiant Fluttershy that was so very much worth protecting. I tried going back to sleep, but I was just too scared. She then blushes ever so slightly. Could I possibly, you know, stay with you at least for a little bit? Then I promise I'll go back to sleep. You nod. She could stay for the entire night as far as you were concerned. Anything to make her feel better. You motion for her to come towards. Fluttershy climbs in with you her pink and yellow appearance adding a splash of colour to your boring white covers. You hold an arm up as she scooches closer towards you and then lower it tentatively before softly making contact with her soft yet delicate touch. You feel her silky pink mane slide down against your sides 
as she leans her head against it and shyly wraps a hoof around your ribs before a stifled, nervous sigh leads her breath. Th thank you. I really, really needed this, she says quietly, glancing her eyes at the door, almost as if she is checking to see if the nightmares aren't following her. The sadness and worry you feel inside towards your friend is simply palpable. Whatever the dream was, it scared her good. You can confidently say you have never seen Fluttershy, such a timid and fragile soul as she is, in such a state. You feel helpless, as all you can do is hold her in your arms. Your mind tells yourself to ask if talking about the dream will help, but decide against it in fear of bringing up harmful memories of the clearly unpleasant dream. She came to you so you could chase the nightmares away, not bring them up again. However, talking about them and getting a sense of perspective for them would help you be able to comfort her more, telling her that there's no such thing as the monstrous imaginary figment her dream came up with. Plus, it could give her a sense of perspective, a realization that dreams are in no way real to the point where she would consider herself silly for even thinking that dreams are real. She could never be silly, not to you, except for the fact that she trusts all of you people. You... You stir at her speaking once more. You are probably the only one I can talk to about this. I trust you. You wonder for a split second if she had just read your thoughts. You conclude that it was just coincidental. However, you wouldn't be so surprised if she did read your mind. Over the time you have known her, you have gained an almost telepathic connection with her. She knows how much you need to hear that she trusts you and just how much you know that what she needs is someone to listen to her, but also give her a push so she will have the strength to be more confident, especially when it came to talking about emotions. It's moments like these that you realize the true extent of you and hers very strong bond despite the fact you have known each other for a brief amount of time. You hear Fluttershy inhale deeply as she was able to speak out her biggest and darkest secret. Well, I should probably tell you about the dream. It went like this. I was playing with Angel. You remember my little bunny? At first I thought it was a good dream. Everything was so bright and vibrant and sunny and we were playing in the springtime flowers. She smiled dully before her face fell to a sure frown once more. But then the dark clouds gathered above us and Angel started running. I couldn't stop her before she reached the Everfree Forest. I called out for Angel but I couldn't find him anywhere. That's when I turned and saw two very big bunnies behind me. Only two at first. But then there were multiple, and they began surrounding me. She starts to shudder as her voice begins to break. They started calling me a murderer, a 
as the thunder got louder and louder. And that's when the dream ended. I woke up in a hot sweat. And... And... She begins crying, quietly but with uncontainable despair, burying her face into your chest as you quickly held her in one hand and went to stroke her mane in the other. Looking for any way to comfort her, you have to check that she can breathe properly as you squeeze her close to you, never wanting to let go of the sobbing mare. You cannot stand seeing her like this. You will not stand to see her like this. You will be the knight in shining armor she deserves. Chasing away the nightmares so she can sleep and return to her happy, caring self. This mare, it hurts to think about how much you love her. Yes, love her. You care too much about her to not feel this way. She moves her head to over your shoulder and wraps a tight hoof around your neck. Your tears flowing freely as much as Fluttershy's as you start to hear her breathing, heavy, stifled breaths, drawn with anxiety and fear. This goes on for a good minute or two. Then her breathing slows, so consumed by the adrenaline of care, you don't fully feel the overwhelming warmth of Fluttershy's fur pressed against you during the embrace. Part of you feels it is necessary to let go and have some space to breathe. You do not want to let go, not until you are sure she is alright, until you feel Fluttershy's mane brush over your shoulder and against your ear as her head recedes and centers itself to meet your gaze. Her eyelashes glistening with the moisture of her tears, but through all of this you can see, faintly but very clearly, a sweet smile spread across her lips. The more she stares into you, threatens for more tears to emit. I'm... No, don't you dare say what you're about to say. I'm sorry. You once again press her towards you, your chest cushioning the sheer force of your arms, thrusting her head closer towards you. What could she be sorry for? I just woke you up in the middle of the night, just so I could come to you for pity, like the scared filly that I feel like I am sometimes. Fluttershy says once more, breathing steadying. You cannot believe what you are hearing. You have seen the progress she has made from being that scared filly she once was, to a capable and caring friend. Admittedly though, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. In fact, the both of you have had countless nights of consoling, trying to get over horrible nightmare after nightmare. But you don't care. There is nothing, and not just nightmares, but in this world, you think that is worth causing Fluttershy harm. No matter how silly the thing she is worrying about might be, you will help her through it. Yes, she has grown more and more capable as time has gone on to the point where she needs your help less and less. Doesn't mean you won't give it to her when the poor mare does need help. Of course, you don't want to coddle her, but you don't need to because she always gets through it and out from the debris of whatever obstacle she faces, she always comes out the wonderful Fluttershy 
she always is and always will be. As the both of you lay there, you subconsciously find yourself forgetting your own problems about falling asleep. Thoughts instead focused on the now, shuddering less and less. Pink and yellow mare in your arms. You don't realise it, but you feel exhausted. Though you would do it any day of the week, feeling sorry for another is draining. All the adrenaline of pity, your own tears developing at the sight of another's. It's enough to knock a person out. Eventually realising this, you begin to relax as Fluttershy releases herself from you, sniffling quietly. You really do care, don't you? She asks softly, before giggling at the sight of your facial expression. You're doing that cute thinking face you do. What are you thinking about? But she doesn't get an answer from you as you just lay there, eyes wide open, for really you aren't thinking. Instead, you are feeling the aura of warmth within the room, having just had a heart-to-heart -heart with Fluttershy. I... I love you. A quiet voice is heard beside you. Immediately, you blush hot pink. A rush of warmth comes to her cheeks as well. It's true. And just you and me alone here reminded me of why. Your heart is pure. And I truly believe you care for me. And you want to know the amazing thing? You don't even do anything. From just you being there, I can tell just how much I mean to you and how badly you want to chase away those horrible nightmares. You are my hero. You turn away with a modest look on your face. Honestly, to you, caring for another is simply too important to overlook. It's a common courtesy to show one how much they mean to you before your time together runs out. To care for another is something everyone should strive to do each and every day of their existence. What you just did for Fluttershy feels like common sense. Furthermore, you didn't even need to think about said emotions. They just came naturally. Maybe they wouldn't come so easily if you were comforting anyone else. Fluttershy had that effect of evoking empathy from others, but you still needed to feel them. A part of your brain still needed to clock that Fluttershy was upset and she needed someone, anyone to be there for her. You did what you had to do and in some way it helped you with your problems as well. Hey! The cute soft voice spoke, once again chirps up, tugging you gently by the shoulder. I'm feeling a lot better now, but she yawns and giggles afterwards. I'm a bit too tired to get back to my own bed, so I was wondering if maybe to fix my predicament, I could... Well, she shuffles closer to you and wraps her hoof on your midsection. Stay with you tonight, plus I really don't want to be alone. And you are pretty comfy to snuggle. Your only response is a sweet smile. She lifts herself upwards as you shuffle around in the covers, trying to make yourself comfortable, lowering your body so it is lying flatly on the bed, the pillow propped downwards tilted ever so slightly by the rest on the end of your bed. Fluttershy, meanwhile, lies on her side next to you, 
propping a hoof up on her head as she stares at you lovingly. You comforted me. I think it's time I returned the favour. She then frowns into a pondering expression. I know positive affirmations. If it's for you, then it should be easy. Now, just relax. You exhale a sigh and purposefully close your eyes to relax to Fluttershy's soothing voice as you hear the light get turned off as Fluttershy leans ever so closely to your ear. Words cannot describe how wonderful I think you are, but I figure you would like me to try. Honestly, if you ever think that you are not a nice person or someone worthy of a pony like me, then remember what you just did for me tonight. Your kindness knows no bounds and your always optimistic persona is enough to keep even the most depressed pony in a mindset that life is worth living. Because without you around, I cannot imagine what life would be like. You are also brave, funny, and so, so caring. I don't know anybody else like you. You are one of a kind, and you embrace your individuality as someone who just loves being himself. And do not think this goes unrecognized. I've had many conversations about you with the girls and others. Every single one of them agrees that their lives have become so much better since you entered them. I can happily say that I am one of those ponies with an insight to that amazing brain of yours. I feel like I have such a special connection with you and I would never give that up for anything in the world. We can read each other like books. I feel like I know exactly what you are thinking and vice versa. I don't think I'll share that kind of bond with anyone else except for you. You are special to me and to others. And even if you have to be told it a million times over, because let's be honest, you do doubt yourself a lot. I am still more than willing to tell it. Because when you love someone as much as I love you, you will do anything to see them smile. You faintly hear her wipe away tears before leaning towards you and brushing her lips against your cheek as you are sent into a blissful shiver as your consciousness starts to fade. I love you and I will always love you, no matter what happens. I will never forget what you did for me tonight. Good night, my love. Midnight Munchies by L.D. Socrates The night was perfect for a prowling predator. Luna's gleaming moon and her shimmering stars were hidden behind the clouds, cloaking the town in near-perfect darkness. 
The wind was lively, rustling the leaves on the trees of Sweet Apple Acres orchards and covering any sudden noises like, say, the creaking of a floorboard or click of a lock. It was a witching hour to end all others, and a creature of the night could ask for no better. It was the sort of night that horror stories were made of. If only the creature of the night on the prow that evening were more confident, intimidating, fiendish and less fluttershy. The butty yellow pegasus crept up to the front door of the Apple family home, dressed in a black stealth hoodie suit, mostly because of the autumn chill. If she had any cold resistance when she turned into a juice-sucking bat creature, she didn't keep it with the fangs or the thirst. She ran her tongue along her teeth, feeling the points of her new fangs again. The sharpness sent a little shiver through her as she dug the key out of her hoodie. Applejack had left it with Fluttershy to house-sit sometimes, but she kept forgetting to return it. Whether it was providence, divine or devilish, she didn't want to think about it. Her gaze looked on the keyhole, the only thing standing between her and a nice, big, juicy bite of... Fluttershy squeaked and rapidly shook her head. What am I thinking? she thought, somewhat answering to her own question. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't have even considered it. I should just go. A timber wolf howl from the forest that sounded entirely too close changed her mind right back. She bit back a yelp and jammed the key into the lock, rushing in stealthily, slamming the door. Panting heavily and fighting to bring her panic back down, she slid down the door and onto the floor. Well, I'm in, she thought with a nervous frown. She screwed her eyes tight, the thirst welling up in her mouth again. She licked her lips, her tongue tingling and craving, her throat feeling cracked and arid as the badlands. After a very dry swallow, she got on all fours and looked around. She was in the living room, no apple ponies there, nothing of interest. There were the stairs, the den, the kitchen, the kitchen, and on the kitchen table sat one lone defenceless apple. Her dry mouth watered a little bit before she shook her head. One last time, I'm going to try one more time, she promised herself as she snuck up to the fruit, as if it were going to notice her and run. It didn't. She skulked up to her juicy prey, took it in her hooves and sank her teeth into it. The recovered pegapire sucked it dry, the delicious juice running over her tingling tongue and leaving the helpless apple a withered, lumpy husk. The thirst was still there. It wasn't quenched in the least. Fluttershy's face twisted into an angry scowl, trying with all her might to not scream in frustration. D-drat! was the worst curse she could muster up, even in her own mind. I'm still incredibly thirsty, but apples aren't helping anymore. She allowed herself a little groan as she tossed the apple she'd so victimised into the trash. Maybe I really should go to Twilight and ask for help. The thirst sparked again, Fluttershy screwing her eyes shut in pain. No, no, this is all her fault anyway. If she messes up again, who knows what I'll turn into. Her eyes snapped to the stairwell, only one option left. The butter-coloured vampony crept up the stairs, putting her hooves down only on the far sides of each platform. There was much less creaking that way, 
half a lifetime of caring for animals and having to go downstairs for a snack without waking any of them up had taught her the finer points of stealth. She lied low and when she arrived to the second floor, whatever instinct she might have as a predator kicking in, four possible bedrooms, more than four doors, not a problem. Her ears perked up and zeroed in on which rooms emanated the sound of ponies breathing. Fluttershy crept up to the closest one to her, peeking into the keyhole inside was Big Mac, fast asleep and cuddling some sort of dull, raggedy, ugly looking thing too. Not even I sleep with my toys anymore, Fluttershy giggled to herself silently. She passed him by, surprising the likes of Big Mac and getting even an accidental kick. Yeah, she wasn't about to risk a broken everything. She moved on to the next door and peeked in. All she could see was the white-haired bun of Granny Smith peeking out from the covers, her false teeth and a glass of water beside her bed. Fluttershy gagged a little and looked away, her appetite almost ruined. Almost. Not enough. She passed her by. The old mare's blood was probably thin and gross. She snuck up to the next door. Inside was Apple Bloom, her covers not exactly fully covering her. Must toss and turn in her sleep. The little filly shivered, and Fluttershy found herself having to struggle against her motherly instincts to break in and tuck Apple Bloom in properly. Gritting her teeth and letting out a small whine, she pulled away. She passed her by as well, besides feeding on a foal. Just no. Fluttershy's eyes rested on the last door, only one source of breathing left. She took a deep breath herself before moving forward. Her legs quivered from sheer anticipation and thirst, trying with all her might to restrain herself from rushing in. An agonising eternity of starvation later, she was before the door where her target had to be and peeked into the keyhole. Just as she expected and hoped, she saw the blonde tail of Applejack hanging out from under the covers inside, the cowpony's trademark hat hanging on the wall. The quivering went from up her legs to her entire body as she turned the doorknob. She tried her best to make her muscles go still, but the thirst was making her fangs ache, and her body was having none of that restraint nonsense. She snuck forward as best she could, her ears drinking in the gentle breathing of her sleeping prey-to-be. She found herself at Applejack's bedside, the farm mare wrapped in her sheets like a hot meal wrapped in tinfoil. Licking her lips, she gently eased the covers off her friend, exposing her body to both the cold and Fluttershy's gaze. The vampire looked Applejack up and down, drinking in every inch in detail. The mare was laying on her side, mouth open and a bit of drawl dripping out of the corner. It was almost cute, in a slightly squeaky way. Even cuter was her mane, which had already come down with a bad case of bedhead, the blonde mass of hair taking gravity and good looks as and good looks only as light suggestions. Her chest was gently rising and falling, a little shiver going through her as she flicked her tail. Now, where to sink my fangs in? Fluttershy thought, smacking her lips and trembling with glee. Her eyes frantically swept up and down her friend's body, 
as if the answer were spelled in her fur. Neck. No, that might kill her. She is my friend and she is going to forgive me for this. She has to be alive. The back has too many nerve endings that might get severed. I doubt a leg would have much blood in it. Valley has too many vital organs. A little trickle of moonlight seeped in through the window, drawing Fluttershy's eyes to Applejack's cutie mark. A simple, elegant, delicious-looking trio of crimson red apples printed by fate itself onto a gorgeous set of thick, muscular hips that rippled with power from years of apple bucking. Without a second thought, or even a first one, Fluttershy opened her jaws wide and sank her fangs right into Applejack's flank. A happy moan escaped her throat as she sucked, a coppery yet sweet and sugary taste washing over her tongue and fangs. The texture was divine and plump, and soft despite the toughness of the muscle underneath. Her thirst vanished after only two swallows, her quivering in desperation replaced by a quivering in pleasure, leaving her to just enjoy her drink. Basking in the taste on her tongue and feeling against her fangs and lips. Her demented euphoria lasted for maybe five seconds and ended with a hoof to her stomach. She skidded across the floor by her rump and bumped into the wall. What, what in the hay are you doing? She heard Applejack say as she came down from her trance. What, what? was all she managed to slur out, instinctively licking her lips for the last drops of blood. She blinked as she swallowed the last few drops, eyes wide in terror and her cheeks red in embarrassment. Did, did I just, did what? Because it's looking like you bit my butt to me, Applejack cut in, looking over the two fresh puncture holes in her hip. Fluttershy drooled a little at the sight, but rapidly shook her head. Well, well I guess I did, but... But what? Applejack cut in again, a mix of confusion and anger on her face. Oh, I know what. You bit it. I'm leaking like a busted cider barrel. Who even does something like that? Fluttershy shrank back, trying to hide in the hood of her stealth suit like a turtle. I'm... I'm really... so... What are you doing in that ridiculous sneaking get-up anyway? You didn't even take the bunny ears off, the cowpony yelled. Sis, is everything okay? came Apple Bloom's voice from the hall. Applejack and Fluttershy both froze, turning to the wide open door. I forgot to close it, Fluttershy scolded herself, mentally face-hoofing. Applejack quickly pulled her covers over her rear half as Apple Bloom rounded the corner and looked inside. You're making an awful racket, AJ. And, oh, hi, Fluttershy. What are you doing here? She asked with an oblivious smile, her brow furrowed as she looked at the scene more closely. And why are you in my sister's room dressed like a bounty? Go to bed, Apple Bloom. Everything's fine, Applejack said firmly. Is this one of those things where you tell me that I'll know when I'm older? Apple Bloom asked her sister, Fluttershy's face growing red hot. You, bed, now. I'm giving you one of Big Mac's chores tomorrow, Applejack barked with a glare. Y yes ma'am, Apple Bloom yelped, speeding off to her room and slamming the door. Applejack sighed in relief and climbed out of bed. She walked over to the door and shut it, a little pang going 
through Fluttershy with each drop of juice that had fell wastefully to the floor. Good thing she hasn't figured out yet that I would never be that cruel, Applejack chuckled tidily. Yeah, yes, that's good. Fluttershy agreed quickly as she screamed internally. So, Applejack started sitting on the floor. I'm kind of still bleeding, and I'm honestly kind of feeling faint. Could you maybe get some bandages out of the bathroom and patch me up? Last door down the hall. Gotta trust you won't bite me again. Ah, uh, of course, Fluttershy stammered, rushing out of the room. It wasn't until she was rummaging through her first aid kit that it occurred to her that she had no idea how to treat a vampire bite. Horse feathers. I'll just wing it, she thought before rushing back. Applejack was looking over her bed with a scrunched nose, turning over the sheets and covers. Well, these are going to need to be washed in some heavy-duty stuff right away. Getting bandages on your flank is more important, Fluttershy said. Lay down. Applejack shook her head and started gathering her sheets. Nah, I can wait a few minutes. I said lay down, Fluttershy snarled, teeth bared and fire in her eyes, the mama bear in her flaring up. Applejack stared at her in shock for a few seconds before stammering out, Uh, okay, and a bang, laying upright on her stomach. Good, Fluttershy chirped. On your side though, hind leg up. Need to bind it around your thigh properly. Applejack looked at her with a raised brow, cheeks a bit red. I don't think I'm going to do something like that after you. If you want to get better, you will, Fluttershy snapped. It barely took a second for Applejack to flop on her side and lift her legs straight up, eyes wide in primal fear. Fluttershy looked into her friend's eyes and sighed. Sorry, a lot of my patients are a lot more growly and bitey when they're in pain. Sometimes I have to show them who's boss, even if I don't mean it. No, no I understand. Tough love and all that. Sometimes have to show some with apple bloom, AJ admitted, fear abating somewhat. I saw, Fluttershy giggled, taking a roll of bandaging and wrapping it around Applejack's thigh, liberally applying antibiotic gel. The cow pony looked away with a bright blush while Fluttershy tried to keep her gaze in respectful places. After a minute of binding up the wound, Applejack finally spoke up. So, you gonna tell me why you snuck into my house in a bunny outfit and bit my rear? Fluttershy cringed inwardly. Um, I'm guessing you wouldn't believe me if I said Discord did it. I'm not really gonna believe that, no. She said flatly. Look, I know you're not normally like this, so something must be up. Just spill the beans, sugar cube. I, I, well... That is to say, um, Fluttershy swallowed hard and took a deep breath. Twilight's counterspell only somewhat worked. I still have my vampire bat fangs, and even though I don't want apples anymore, I'm still really, really thirsty. It's been driving me crazy, and in desperation, I may have kind of, she gulped, come to the conclusion that maybe an apple pony would do the trick, she admitted, voice getting softer and softer with each word. Really? That seems sensible? Applejack asked, giving her an odd look. Mm-hmm. Fluttershy nodded meekly, binding the bandages tight. Wow, you're really desperate, Applejack said, 
eyes going a bit wide. Did it, did it at least work? Well, yes, I'm not thirsty anymore, Fluttershy admitted with a slight smile. She blushed and added, Um, you can put your leg down now. Applejack lowered her leg with a nervous little chuckle. Right, sorry. Um, you know if you're in that much of a bind, you could have just asked. Fluttershy lowered her gaze to the floor and shuffled. I know I should have, but, but what if you had said no? I don't think I could have taken another day of my throat feeling like it was full of sand. Fluttershy, we're friends, Applejack assured, and friends always gut each other's backs when they're in trouble, right? She looked up to see Applejack smiling at her, and she couldn't help but smile back. Right, unless they're doing something stupid about their problems like you did about the bats. No, no offence. None taken. I fully admit you were right about that one. Applejack said with a wave of her foreleg. Just promise me you'll see Twilight about this little blood-sucking thing, okay? Okay, Fluttershy fibbed. No way I'm going to let her mess me up even more. What can I do to make this up for you, though? Applejack shook her head. You don't have to do anything. Nobody really got hurt. You got hurt, Applejack. I should do something, Fluttershy fretted. Want me to work in the fields? Tend to the barn? Maybe help more with the bat sanctuary? Run errands for you? No, Fluttershy, it's fine, really, the cow pony insisted. Um, maybe get you a present, Fluttershy tried, completely ignoring her friend. A gift card? A new hat? Take you out to dinner? Just something. I mean, I already ruined that gorgeous, juicy flank of yours, and I... The Pegasus squeaked and bit her lip, face heating up like dragon's breath. Did I really just say that? Um, Sugar Cube, are you coming on to me? She asked, brow furrowed. Fluttershy cleared her throat and looked away. Well, well um, I wouldn't exactly call it... Course, if you wanted a date, you could have just asked me for that. Applejack set off handedly. Fluttershy blinked, staring blankly at Applejack. C come again? You, me, a date, Applejack said slowly looking her square in the eye with a barely hidden smile. Let's call an apple an apple, why don't we? You offered to take me out to dinner, and that sounds like a gay old time to me. I think that'd more than make up for tonight, don't you? I, um, uh, but Fluttershy shook her head and squeaked. Uh, okay. You're paying, though, since this is your fault, Applejack chuckled. Meet me here tomorrow at seven sharp and we'll call it even. She climbed out of bed with a little grunt and extended her foreleg. Deal? Fluttershy looked from the offered leg to Applejack, then back again. Is this really happening? This isn't really happening. I must be dreaming. Dates are not something that happened to me. She bit her lip, hard, her fangs digging painfully into her own skin. Okay, this isn't a dream. Why couldn't this be a dream? This is the last way I ever wanted to land a date. Fluttershy swallowed down her panic and extended her own leg, shaking Applejack's. D-deal. Good, she nodded. I'll have decided where we're going by the time you get here. A big, loud, but somehow still cute yawn forced its way out of Applejack's mouth. I should really get to bed and sleep off this butt bite, she said, cocking her hip a little and looking at 
the already written in bandages. And you should get out of here before anyone wakes up. Yeah, okay. Fluttershy nodded, hiding a bit behind her mane as she trotted through the door. Again, sorry. Just show up tomorrow and it'll all be fine, Applejack said, following close behind her. As long as you don't bite me again anyway. I... I won't, promise, Fluttershy said, turning around in the hall to look at her friend. Applejack chuckled, a strangely smug grin spreading across her muzzle. Good. I'm not a big fan of teeth myself, but if things go well tomorrow, I might show you my favourite rope trick. With a panting wink, the cowpony shut the door, leaving Fluttershy in the hall with a head that felt like it was about to pop. Her muscles completely froze, right down to her eyes, transfixed on the spot where Applejack had winked at her, though her jaw was slack. As her thoughts raced to places of hedonism and debauchery, her nose started bleeding. The vampire was too stupefied to even make the smallest lick. The next thing she knew, the door had opened again, morning light streaming out of Applejack's window and the cow pony striding out with a big yawn. Well, better get to F Fluttershy? She hopped right back before she ran into the frozen Pegasus looking her over. What are you? Are you okay? You look like you saw a ghost. And why is your nose bleeding? And why is your face so darn red? Not a word out of Fluttershy or even a single twitch. Applejack reached forward and gave the most tentative of pokes to Fluttershy's side. The Pegasus flopped over, completely stiff. Applejack sighed and face hoofed, dragging her hoof down her face. This is going to be a long day. And then she yelled at me to go to bed, like I did something wrong for checking up on her. Apple Bloom finished, conclusion from the night before still fresh. Her two friends were gathered around her desk, looking no less perplexed than she was. It isn't Zap Apple season yet, so it can't be for that. Beats me, Scootaloo shrugged. The only other thing I can think of is a fight. A Fluttershy would never get that rough, Sweetie said. Applejack did mention this morning that she was going out to dinner with Fluttershy tonight. Fluttershy's pain. To make up for whatever happened last night, Applebloom recalled. She seemed really happy about it though, so that can't be it. And they seemed really friendly with each other at the breakfast table. They were a little awkward, I guess. Was there anything else weird going on? Sweetie pressed, brow furrowed. Applebloom hummed in thought and poured at the band-aid on her ear. Well, AJ bit a tad harder than normal when she nipped my ear all playful-like, like she usually does. Even started bleeding a little. Could have sworn that her teeth felt a bit sharp, but it was probably just in my head. Probably nothing, Sweetie nodded. Scootily groaned and shook her head. None of this makes sense, like, at all. What in the world would Fluttershy and your sister be doing in the middle of the night with a bunny suit that had caused so much noise and hurt her hips so bad? Miss cheerily cleared her throat rather loudly, causing the three to look up. The smile on her muzzle looked rather uneasy, and her cheeks were a strange shade of red. Class is about to start, girls. Get to your seats. Yes, ma'am, Sweetie and Scootaloo parroted before trotting to their desks. 
Apple Bloom huffed and laid her chin in her hoop. Brow furrowed in deep thought. Cherrily sighed as she took her own seat at the head of the class, muttering under her breath. Even the village wallflower is getting more than me now. Second Impression by Somber The sun shone down on the green fields and forests of Equestria, and in a copse, a brilliant red and gold bird trilled from the top of a small shrub. Tiny purple pop-pops waved with each jerk of its head as it sung a sparkling string of birdsong. Unbeknownst to the small avian, a periscope rose above a hedge and slowly rotated to fixate on the musical little bird. And that is the royal crested gold colour robin, Fluttershy whispered to her friends, Twilight Sparkle and Spike. The purple unicorn steadied the periscope as Spike peered through the glass to draw the bird's picture in a book. Normally, they're active only in the morning or evening, and nest only in low-lying shrubs near rivers, the lemon-coloured pegasus explained softly, as Spike did his best to jot down the notes next to the picture. Well, Fluttershy, with your animal experience, I think this will be the most exact census of Ponyville's avians in years, Twilight Sparkle said with a smile to her friend, who blushed at the praise. Oh, I'm not that much help. I mean, I don't even know exactly how many royal crested gold colour robins are in Equestria. Spike finished scribbling a question mark next to the population entry, and the purple dragon glanced up at the shy Pegasus. Why don't you just go out there and ask him, Fluttershy? Oh no, I could never do that, Fluttershy said in concern. He's trying to find a lady friend and wouldn't appreciate it if we interrupted him. Yeah, I guess I can appreciate that, Spike said after a moment's reflection. Carefully, Twilight Sparkle lowered the periscope and levitated the book. She flipped through dozens and dozens of pages. She glanced over at her friend and they coughed. Gosh, when Princess Celestia asked for this, I didn't think there'd be this much information. I mean, she's going to have questions. Oh, well, um, if she really wants to know, she can just ask me. If she really wants to, Fluttershy added quickly. Twilight closed the book and rubbed her chin with her hoof. Actually, Fluttershy, that's an excellent idea. The yellow Pegasus's eyes went wide in confusion. Why don't you come with me to Cantalot when I present the censors to the princess? C-C-C-Cantalot? Fluttershy trembled. You will love me! Echoed in her mind as she swallowed hard. I, I can't. Who would look after my animals? An angel bunny is having a new tooth come in. Eh, I can do it, Fluttershy. It'll be good to hang out with Angel anyway. Do some bro stuff, Spike said with a casual grin, gesturing smoothly with his hands. He then looked away and rubbed his stomach as he added absently, I really need to do that. Please, Fluttershy, it won't be a long trip, Twilight Sparkle asked with that serious little smile. Fluttershy lowered her eyes and gave a little gulp. The view of Equestria from the princess's chariot was spectacular. Pulled by two taciturn but friendly Pegasus mares, Twilight spent most of the trip pointing out the magnificent sights beneath them. Fluttershy curled up as tightly as possible and did all she could to not be sick. She didn't even open her eyes until the chariot finally touched down on the yard before the castle. When she stepped off, her heart still remained in her throat. Thank you very much, Twilight thanked properly. The censors tucked in her saddlebags. The two Pegasus gave the pair parting smiles before they took off to fly around behind the castle. Wow, sure looks different, doesn't it? No coaches or fancy dresses, huh? Fluttershy swallowed and didn't answer. She's simply being Fluttershy. Twilight thought. 
and walked in the front entrance reminiscing about that disastrous night. She missed the gaze the Pegasus directed towards the large garden adjacent to the castle. So much fear rolled through Fluttershy that she tuned out Twilight completely until she ran into her friend's rump and sat back hard. Um, Fluttershy, we're here, Twilight Sparkle said flatly, gesturing her hoof towards the door. It opened into the princess's study. Hundreds of books and scrolls lined the walls while tables and couches carved in the images of curving vines and flowers held strange and unusual tones. Twilight Sparkle, it's so nice to see my student again without all of Cantalot waiting to shake your hoof, the princess said warmly as a red, blue and green mane blew into a magical breeze. Honestly, I nodded my head so many times that night it felt like my head was about to fall off. Then the princess's royal purple eyes turned towards Fluttershy. They danced with amusement, but she said gently, And hello, Fluttershy. I wish I'd known sooner that you were coming as well. Philomena would have enjoyed spending time with you, but I'm afraid she's gone off adventuring again. Still, I'm sure there are many other animals here for you to make friends with. Fluttershy's lips moved soundlessly in agreement, but in reality, something unpleasant reared up inside her. Fear. But something else. Something worse. Her friend's tie at the Grag Galloping Gala had been a fiasco, but for Fluttershy it was something more. She thought of the animals, and instead of a warm glow spreading through her heart, she felt something sour inside that made her frown. It hurt, and she didn't like the feeling one bit. The princess spent all of a quarter hour talking about the census. In that time, not one question arose that wasn't immediately answered by the census. The princess asked more about the overall health and morale of the birds around Ponyville and left the specifics for later reading. Fluttershy simply lay down on a couch with a rapidly cooling cup of tea next to her and a slowly crumbling cookie between her hooves. In no time the conversation got off on magic and Fluttershy lowered her head even more. Now she couldn't even understand the conversation between the pair, but what could she do? She didn't know any pony here. She didn't have any animal friends she could visit. I miss Angel Bunny, and Henrietta, and the Squirrel Twins, and everyone. Fluttershy, Twilight Sparkle asked in concern. Huh? Fluttershy looked up, realizing her hooves were empty, and a large heap of cookie crumbs lay before her. Oh, I'm so very sorry. The princess shook her head gently. No, dearest Fluttershy, I'm sorry. You came all this way to give us your expertise, but I'm afraid we took the conversation off on completely unrelated tangents, the princess said, nodding her head in apology. It's just rare that I have time to speak directly with Twilight about her studies. I know, Twilight Sparkle said brightly. Why don't you go to the garden and visit the animals? Fluttershy's throat seized up and only a squeak escaped. That's a wonderful idea. I just know they'd love to meet you, the princess enthusiastically agreed. Fluttershy couldn't make a noise. The horrible sensation welled up in her throat to the point that she thought she was going to be sick. She'd rather be sick than feel like this, but she couldn't tell the pair what she really felt, so she slipped off the couch without a word and walked from the room like she was going to her own execution. The pair watched her leave in concern. Don't worry, princess. She's still a little off from the flight. It's a bit much for Fluttershy. The princess's gardens were a marvel of Equestria. Fluttershy had dreamt of it since she'd arrived on the ground, a place with animals from all over the world gathered together in one place, animals she would never see around Ponyville she could finally meet. Bababoons and Wallaroos, 
ligers and band of bears and snow deer, hummingbirds that hummed and buzzards that buzzed. Everything about the garden should have inspired bliss in Fluttershy. Instead, she laid besides the moat, looking at the trees and distant birds in misery. Suddenly, she heard a bright, a cheery whistle, and despite herself, she sat up. Her ears twitched. Is that the royal crested gold-coloured robin? She looked towards the trees and shrubs and swallowed softly. Maybe, maybe he came all the way from Ponyville so I wouldn't be lonely. It seemed impossible, but it allowed her the smallest bit of hope. Slowly, she walked towards the open gate of the garden. Inside, she saw it, just like her dreams. The animals, in their flocks and herds, scampered through the trees and nibbled at the grass. Slowly, her head lifted and a smile crept across her face. There, seeming to beacon her forward to join its animal friends, was Mr. Robin, singing his heart out. Oh, Mr. Robin, I'm so happy. She started as she took a step forward. The animals scattered so fast, only clouds of dust and stirring leaves marked their passage. The beautiful bird song disappeared, and only silence remained. To see you. Fluttershy stood there, feeling her heart pounding as she clenched her eyes shut. That horrible, horrible feeling finally crawled up her throat like spiders scuttling from a hole in the ground. I hate you, she whispered. There was a long, low, surprise whistle from behind her. She looked over her shoulder. Tears running down her cheek as she grit her teeth, the old brown pony in his battered green hat and frayed blue saddle blanket stood with his four hooves folded lazily on the handle of a shovel. He pushed the brim back, his blue eyes looking down at Fluttershy coolly. Those are some mighty powerful words coming from so kind a mouth. Fluttershy felt everything inside her all twisted up. I don't care. I hate them. They're all mean, stuck-up animals who won't be my friends. The old pony gave another soft whisper of surprise. Well, I don't reckon there's many folk that'd be friends with someone who hates them, just saying. He said as he walked a little ways away and started to whistle brightly as he turned over some earth in a flower bed. Fluttershy clenched her eyes shut. There had to be a way. All animals loved her. They should love her. There's no reason for them not to love her. It chewed her up inside as she looked around. There's a trick, isn't there? She asked the old pony, her voice hissing in suspicion. Huh? He asked in surprise as he brushed his long stringy mane out of his face. Some trick to it to make them nice. Some trick to it to make them nice? Fluttershy asked, softly looking up at him for some clue. What is it? Treats? Animals love treats or maybe something shiny? Cute little clothes? Neat little nests? She asked again and again, drawing closer and closer, gritting her teeth. Is there a password? Suddenly she gripped him by his shoulders and shook him vigorously. Tell me the stinking password! Whoa there, young miss! He said as he pushed her away, jiggling from the rigorousness of her interrogation. Where'd you get it in your head that you had to trick someone into being your friend? Fluttershy stepped back, looking at him in shock and horror. What had she been thinking? I... I... She stammered as she looked at him, looking down in concern and bafflement. I... I should go. The old pony just watched her and scratched his rump before shrugging and going back to his gardening. Fluttershy started towards the exit, now more upset than ever. Everything in her had gone wrong. What had she just done? Maybe Rainbow Dash might act like that, but Fluttershy felt her heart race at what she'd just done to the kindly old pony that was just taking care of the animal's home. What's wrong with me?
She suddenly looked back behind her at the old pony. What did he know? All I need is a chance. Just one. They'll love me. They have to, she whispered furiously, glancing at the back of the whistling old mare. An old apple box, a rope and a carrot. That's what she needed. This time she suspended the box over the carrot, holding the rope between her teeth. Now she'd see when they took the bait, and she'd have her chance. She crouched in the bushes, waiting, waiting there. A beautiful white bunny crawled towards her bait. Yes, just a little closer, a little closer. Suddenly the old pony sang out in his rusty old voice. By yon pony banks, by yon pony bays, the light breaks bright by luck. Laumond. Every note hit was the wrong one, making Fluttershy jerk and sending the crate flying up and over the tree branch. It landed with a crash atop her head. The old pony walked past and the little bunny hopping along with her carrot. Fluttershy's glare could have burned a hole in the wood. The shovel had been the clue. She dug as deep and fast as she could, smearing her coat in mud. Twigs and leaves made a precarious floor that would give way even under the most delicate bunny. She placed a second carrot and wiggled into the bushes. A moment later she stared out of the bushes as the baby bunny reappeared. It hopped towards the leaves. One. Another. Another. Yes! She'd come to its rescue to care for it and make it all better. Then it hopped around and walked right into the middle of a platform. What? Fluttershy gasped as it munched on the carrot. Her wings beat as she pounced with a cry. Love me! The bunny ran past. The thin plank slipped in amid the leaves and gave way under Fluttershy. The leaves fluttered down atop her as the old pony strolled by with a dozen pieces of lumber carefully balanced on his back, whistling brightly. Fluttershy had been too simple. She needed to get with the times. She could build a trap bigger, faster, more reliable. She wasn't sure where she found the old boiler, steam engine, zip cord, drift net, and other materials, but no pony would deny that they were effective. The net was carefully strung out about the clearing, attached to the cord and hooked to the engine. All that remained was a bait to the trap. Fluttershy trotted to the centre of the clearing to place her last carrot. She turned to see the bunny standing atop the cord release lever. Her eyes went round. Oh no, 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 no. She shook her head furiously. The bunny shook its head as well. Fluttershy smiled and nodded. The bunny smiled and nodded, tapping the release lever with its foot. Fluttershy suddenly sweated hard as she shook her head again. The bunny nodded and kicked the lever hard. With a great hiss and whoosh, the line jerked tight and the net swooshed across the clearing, scooping Fluttershy up. She screamed as it whipped her through the air once and then released. She flung through the clothesline set up with adorable baby clothes coming out the other side wearing a pink onesie and baby slippers, smacked into a baby bottle and crashed into a crib that immediately started to rock and play a lullaby. She lay there seething. As the old pony strolled by, looked at the boiler and exclaimed, Oh, so there's old Steamy. I wondered where I'd put it. That is it! Fluttershy screamed as she kicked the cradle to splinters, ripped the baby clothes to tatters, and spiked the baby bottle. Filthy, with a swelling bump atop her head, and dressed like a mad horse, she glared at the old pony with loathing. You won't stop me! The old pony stopped and looked back at her with a sigh. Young miss, maybe you should think about what you're doing yourself.
I just need a chance for them to love me. Fluttershy protested in shock. Oh, you trap all your friends till they love you? The old brown pony asked curiously as he dismantled her trap. What? Fluttershy blinked in confusion, pulling her pink mane in frustration. No, I mean, I shouldn't have to. Why was he making it all so confusing? Well, I think you shouldn't. It's an odd friend that only likes you after getting tied up. He continued pushing the equipment back, where she dug it out. I... what? Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, Fluttershy bounced in place, stomping the remains of the cradle into pieces. That is it! 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 She yelled over and over and over again as she pointed her hooves at the trees where the birds peeked out at her. I am sick of you! And you! She pointed at the baboons and wallaroos lurking in the woods. And you! And you! And you! Fluttershy stomped towards the exit. She was done with Cantalot. She was going to drag Twilight Sparkle out here by her horn if she had to. Suddenly, the white bunny hopped out in front of Fluttershy. She could have been Angel Bunny's little sister, and the adorable creature looked up with her large white eyes and twitchy little pink nose. Fluttershy's heart stopped as she gazed down into her eyes. The rage she felt disappeared for a fragile moment as she gazed down at her. So cute and sweet and innocent. Slowly, Fluttershy lowered herself to the grass and extended her hoof towards her. He Hello, little one, but please don't go, she said softly, pleading, her hoof shaking slightly. Please, 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 please. The baby rabbit gave a nervous step back. No, 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 no. Fluttershy's pupils contracted as her throat tightened. Suddenly, the baby rabbit turned and leapt away for the protection of some hedges. No, get back here, she shouted. Diving at the white rabbit as fast as Rainbow Dash going for the finish line, she swooped and caught up the baby rabbit in her hooves, hugging it tightly and trying her best to pet and nuzzle it. That's it, that's it, we're going to be friends. Yes we are, we're going to be friends. Now that's enough right there, the old pony said as he walked up, looking down at Fluttershy sternly. You let Precious go this instant. No, Fluttershy hissed. She's mine, my own, my precious. She coughed deep in her throat as she shook, petting the baby bunny as hard as she could. Animals like to be petted? They did. The old brown pony looked at her and then calmly sat before her. Fluttershy, right? Fluttershy blinked, suddenly wary. He couldn't take the bunny from her, could he? Look, Fluttershy. She was afraid to look down. She suddenly started to cry as he stared calmly into her eyes. Her gaze dripped slowly, bit by bit, till she stared at the tiny bunny in her hooves. The white bunny quivered in terror. No, in pain. Fluttershy started to shake and gave a little hiccup. Let her go, Fluttershy. Slowly her grip relaxed, bit by bit. The white rabbit then jumped free and flung herself into the old pony's arms. Shh. There you go, precious, it's all right. He gave the tiny bunny a pat. I think she'll recover. Fluttershy stared at the old pony through her tears as she quaked. That should be her. It should be her arms that the bunny came to for comfort, just like Angel did when there was thunder and lightning. I hate you, she whispered. Why did she hurt so much like this? She'd have rather died than feel like this. The old pony gave a great sigh as he looked at Fluttershy in pity. Oh, why is that? He said conversationally, as if discussing her favourite colour. Because, because that should be me. 
she said as she pointed an accusatory hoof at him. They should love me, she hissed, as if all the terrible feelings she held were bubbling out. She never could have talked like this to her friends. It's my talent. It's the only thing I'm good at that matters. She looked at Precious in his hooves and bowed her head to sob brokenly. So why won't they love me? Everything hurt. Everything. Such a young filly, he murmured with a soft smile, brushing her tangled pink mane out of her blue eyes. So animals just take one look at you and fall in love. That's some talent. You should have a horn. Fluttershy hiccuped and rubbed her tears. What? Your talent makes animals fall in love, he said with that kindly smile. You just have to sing and all the birds fly out and join you? Yes, they always like me, she said slowly, but now feeling unsure, like there was a trick or something. Always, right away? Fluttershy opened her mouth and closed it again. Well, no, not right away. Oh, the old brown pony asked as he took off his blanket and dabbed away her tears. He passed it to her, and she sniffed, then blew her nose hard. She didn't flinch as he took it back. Well, when they met me, they were all scared of me, Fluttershy said softly, remembering the moment she'd fallen to earth. So many scared animals, and she was just as scared of them as they were of her. Then Rainbow Dash's sonic rainboom scattered them all into hiding. But I was nice to them. I waited for them to come out, and to me. Really? The old brown pony sounded impressed. So no tricks, traps, booty, tackles? Fluttershy just frowned at her hooves. Her voice softened in confusion. Well, no, I was just nice and patient. As she looked at the old brown pony, she felt something else. Those horrible feelings were, well, not gone, but so much less. For the first time, she felt her heart relax and her tension relax. Huh? Sounds like it sure took a long time, the old pony remarked as he pulled off his battered green hat and fished out two apples, passing one to Fluttershy. So why'd you come here thinking that all the animals would just love you like that? He clasped his hooves together. I, Fluttershy faltered, looking at all the scared animals watching the exchange. I don't know, she said softly as she held the apple. The old brown pony took a bite out of his apple. Some folks who are good at something forget that it takes time. Look at this garden, been working it 40 years. It's all my talent. He swallowed and smiled at her. If I went to Ponyville thinking I could make a garden just like it overnight, well, I'd be a gush darn mule of a fuel, wouldn't I? If I went to Ponyville thinking I could make a garden just like it overnight, well, I'd be a gush darn mule of a fool, wouldn't I? Special talent or not? Fluttershy smiled, her first real smile since they'd left Ponyville. When they ran, I felt like, like, suddenly I wasn't special anymore. Like, I was nothing. It made me so, so, she swallowed and whispered, angry. Well, I'm pretty sure your purple unicorn friend wouldn't be much better about it if she stopped being able to do magic, and that rainbow filly couldn't fly faster than sense. That made Fluttershy giggle. The point is to remember that it's more than talent, it's time. Some friendships you can try for years and never get someone to care in return. So long as you don't stop being friendly, it ain't hopeless. Thinking you can make someone like you, or heck, love ya, that's hopeless. Fluttershy nodded and looked at Precious without feeling that horrible pain. For the first time since she'd arrived at Cantalot that night at the gala, she was glad to be in Celestia's garden. I'm sorry, Precious. I'm so sorry. She slid her apple to the tiny bunny. 
The white bunny sniffed at it warily, looked around for traps and then hopped away behind the old pony. Fluttershy sighed softly. It hurt, but not like before. She'd made a horrible impression, not once but twice. It would take a long time to make up for it. And I'm sorry for you as well, sir. Shoot, girl, call me Gramps. Twilight Sparkle and Fluttershy walked out the castle gate and towards the nearby garden. Well, it's been great meeting you, Princess, but I've got to ask why you'd ask me to bring Fluttershy along, and why being so sneaky about it? I mean, you didn't even ask her any questions at all. The purple unicorn trotted alongside her mentor, looking up at her curiously. I'm not sure Fluttershy likes Cantalot very much. Well, Twilight, sometimes it doesn't hurt to get everything out in the open, the princess replied cryptically, as usual. Sometimes it was simply impossible to get a clear answer out of the princess. Dusk was falling, and in the garden came the sound of laughter. Twilight Sparkle hadn't heard Fluttershy laugh so openly in such a long time. Within the garden, fireflies were coming out. Fluttershy lay in the grass besides another pony, watching two simians trying to get a banana out of a tube. They both had a grip on it and wrestled back and forth. But what shocked Twilight Sparkle was that the animals weren't flocking around Fluttershy like they normally did. In fact, aside from a small white bunny between the old brown pony's front legs, all the animals appeared to give them a wide berth. Fluttershy? Twilight Sparkle asked in bafflement. She hadn't expected to see Fluttershy so happy not to be surrounded by adorable creatures. Oh, hello Twilight. Hello, Princess Celestia, she said softly as she rose. The old pony chewed on a long strand of wheat as he watched on. This is Gramps. This is precious, Fluttershy said, gesturing to each. I don't know the other animals' names yet. That will take some time. Mmm, Gramps said with his own smile and nod. Well, you look much better than earlier, Fluttershy, the princess remarked with a smile. I am. Fluttershy admitted softly, looking at the princess as a smile faded. I was so angry to be here, but I forgot that building up friendships takes time, and that it's wrong to hate something because it doesn't do what you think it should. Twilight Sparkle's jaw dropped. Fluttershy? Angry? Hating? The Pegasus smiled sheepishly. Instead of taking things for granted and being impatient, it's better to let things happen in their own time. My... It sounds like you've had quite a visit, the princess remarked, impressed. But I'm afraid my chariot is waiting to take you back to Ponyville. Oh, too bad, Fluttershy said as she turned to Gramps. I'll try and visit again real soon. You do that, young miss, Gramps said as they shared a hug. Fluttershy started towards the exit. Then suddenly the little white rabbit ran up to the yellow pegasus. Both paused as the little animal fidgeted then gave her foreleg a hug before running off. Twilight Sparkle just stared in bafflement as her friend smiled, but at the same time looked like she was about to cry. Um, so, um, does all this go in my letter? Twilight Sparkle asked in concern, because there was way too much happening for her to start to explain. She'd need footnotes. I don't think that will be necessary. Count this one as a freebie. Phew. She gave her mentor a parting nuzzle and raced off to join Fluttershy at the chariot. The whole flight home, Fluttershy positively gushed about the different animals she'd seen in the garden, to the point that Twilight Sparkle couldn't get a word in edgewise. Still, she didn't really mind that much this time. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, Fluttershy, 
I have to admit, I wasn't sure you'd enjoy yourself, Twilight Sparkles said as they left the chariot, bid the two Pegasus farewell and strolled into Fluttershy's cottage. It looked as if a tornado had struck it. Angel Bunny laid sprawled out with a distended tummy, an empty tub of carrot ice cream next to him. Big Macintosh was stuck in the corner with a lampshade on his head and a rather confused and embarrassed expression, while Owlicious lay in the remains of a pizza. Spike stood on the back of her couch wearing a hat with two apple juice bottles attached to straws and a pair of white underpants singing. We are the dragons, yes we are the dragons, no time for losers cause we are the dragons. Spike? Twilight Sparkle shouted and everyone in the room froze. Oh, uh, hi Twilight. He gave a sheepish wave and then blushed and grabbed the tawny owl, hiding his nethers behind it. I can explain this. I'd just love an explanation. I'd just love an explanation, Big Macintosh muttered from the corner. Twilight Sparkle was just about to burst when Fluttershy stepped past her. Fluttershy? It's just a little mess, she said softly as she scooped up Angel Bunny and gave him a little hug. Right now, it's just good to be back with my friends. Almost fully night, the princess lay with Gramps in the garden, watching the fireflies glowing while Luna carefully guided a lovely moon and brilliant stars into the sky. Really, it was so much more work than just a moving a single sun. The princess had taken years appreciating that fact. All around the pair dozed the animal guests inhabiting the garden. Philomena nested in the princess's hair, cooing softly. All right, you old hayseed, the princess said with a smile. What was all this about? Why'd you ask that I conduct a survey of the birds in Ponyville and suggest that I ask Twilight to bring Fluttershy along and send away Philomena for the day? He pushed back his battered green cap as he chewed on the strand of wheat. Why, Princess Celestia, don't think that just because you move the sun and earth and are bajillions of years old, you are the only pony allowed to work in strange and mysterious ways. Huh, she said with her own curious expression before gazing at the garden around them. The garden looks lovelier than I've ever seen it, and despite the dark and how he tried to play it off cool, she knew that Gramps blushed at the praise. Still needs some work, some more planters, Maybe some bird houses for the robins, he said softly, looking at the space with his bright blue eyes, and if he were once again a cult thinking that everything should be beautiful just because of his talent. It takes time, princess. Time, patience, and a loving... Fluttershy Hacks Fim Fiction by Pony Thunder Do it, Fluttershy, encouraged Twilight, her face cold as ice. Hack them! Okay, I'll try, Fluttershy replied meekly, inspiring zero confidence in the crowd of five spectators behind her. Rainbow Dash placed her hooves up onto the back of Fluttershy's swivel chair with enhanced lumbar support, stumbling briefly for balance. Yeah, Flutters, make them pay for what they've done. Okay, she replied as she put her hooves onto the keyboard to begin typing. A few moments later, however, she stopped. Or maybe I could just give them a really stern warning? Applejack slammed her hoof onto the desk with a thud that shook everything on top of it, almost spilling Fluttershy's cup of tea. No way, no how. What they've done just ain't right. You might as well call me the element of justice because that's what needs to be 
Ugh. No way, no how. What they've done. No way, no how. What they've done just ain't right. Y'all might as well call me the element of justice because that's what needs to happen right here, right now. I must say I agree with Applejack on this one, dearest Fluttershy, added Rarity, who was sitting in the corner of the room whilst filing her hooves. Normally I'd be against these sorts of vindictive escapades, but this is just too personal. Right, Pinkie Pie? Right, vengeance! Whee! Pinkie Pie replied as she spun around in another chair. Okay, here we go. Fluttershy said as she placed her hooves back onto the keyboard. She quickly shifted her gaze toward the monitor, eyes focusing inward and peering directly into the screen. She was in the zone. Fluttershy first located the web browser icon and double-clicked it, accidentally opening two instances to her annoyance, and then closed the second one and moved the cursor to the search bar. Her hooves rapidly tapped against the keyboard at a blazing rate of 12 words per minute, filling the room with clicks and clacks as the rest watched their master at work. Almost there, she muttered under her breath, typing the remaining characters of her hacking spree into the search bar. She then hit the enter key with a satisfying click and every pony shifted inward to watch as the screen displayed the fruits of her labor. I'm in said Fluttershy, leaning back in her chair. The top of the page displayed a colourful logo on the left side, with the following text slightly above it. HTTPS colon slash slash www.fimfiction.net slash. Filling up the rest of the screen were various images of ponies and other creatures from Equestria, alongside bits of text that appeared to describe them. Twilight's mouth was agape. You mean there's more of them? I thought there was only the one. Oh, for Celestia's sake, said Rarity. I'm starting to think we have other issues now. It's worse than we feared, said Applejack, her eyes scanning over the pictures until one popped up that caused her to recoil in disgust. Is that me? And me, exclaimed Rarity, aghast. Displayed prominently on the screen was a slightly saucy picture of Rarity and Applejack and some accompanying text. When Rarity pays a visit to Applejack, the two quickly realise they have more in common than they realised. <laughs> bellowed Rainbow Dash, crying from laughter. Fluttershy, you have to click on that. No, you ain't. Applejack quickly stumbled over Fluttershy in an effort to divert the cursor away from the inevitably embarrassing content, causing the web browser to click on something else entirely at random. Honestly, Rarity said after regaining her composure, the grammar in that description is what irks me the most. Can any pony just write whatever drivel they want on here? Another photo and story description appeared out of nowhere. Oh my, Fluttershy said and covering her eyes with her hooves, Rainbow Dash suddenly went red from embarrassment. That's not real. That can't be real. Applejack got to her hooves and belly laughs. It sure looks real to me. It's not. Right, Fluttershy? I mean, it can't be. Can it? You and me? Fluttershy's face was hidden deep within her mane, 
uncertain of what to think about seeing the raw visual of something she'd always wanted but had been too terrified to ever dream about. Okay, okay, said Twilight. These aren't the stories we're looking for. We need to stay focused, every pony. She continued whilst eyeing a similar photo with herself pictured prominently near the bottom of the screen, hoping no pony would notice. Fluttershy, can you use your hacking skills to locate the perpetrator? Fluttershy reluctantly came out of hiding behind her mane, quickly hitting the back button on the web browser. Yes, I'll try. Fluttershy moved the cursor onto the magnifying glass symbol and clicked on it. What's our query? Pinkie Pie? said Pinkie Pie. Everyone looked at her. What? I just want to see what they write about me. We don't have time for that, Pinkie, said Twilight, moving forward. Try the author's name. That should get us close. Fluttershy typed it in and hit the enter key once more. At the top of the screen was precisely what they were looking for. The thing that was causing irregularities in causality, rifts in time and space, and utter confusion and panic throughout the land of Equestria. Twilight scanned it quickly. That's it. That's the one. That's the story we must be stuck inside. Fluttershy clicked on it. A new screen appeared with the title of Fluttershy Hacks Fim Fiction and a short description below. Applejack cocked her head sideways. Well, I'll be. That's a picture of you just a minute or so ago, Fluttershy. This is so confusing, said Rainbow Dash. I don't understand what's going on anymore. Just click on it, said Twilight. We need to figure out a way to get rid of it so things can go back to normal before it's too late. Fluttershy clicked on the first and only chapter and waited as the screen loaded. They all huddled together around Fluttershy and looked at the screen, beginning to read the story. Zero confidence in Fluttershy? said Applejack. This author isn't very nice. Honestly, said Rarity, I don't really speak that verbosely, do I? Vindictive escapades? I wouldn't ever say something like that. Oh, I suppose I would. Did. Will. Oh, for Celestia's sake. Please make this horrendous nightmare end. A fluffy pink unicorn suddenly pranced into the room from atop a rainbow and gave Pinkie Pie a hoof bump on the way out. Fluttershy, said Twilight, I know we're asking quite a lot of you, but do you think you could hack the author's account? Maybe if we can alter the story, there's hope of us escaping this nightmare. I can try, I suppose. She navigated to the login page of the website and typed in the author's username. But we'll need to hack the password. Any ideas? How about <laughs> said Rainbow Dash. I bet they'd have a stupid password like that. Fluttershy typed it in and the author's name appeared at the top of the page. It worked. Okay, I have a good idea, said Twilight. Why don't we alter the story so that we guess the author's password on the first try? We've been up this for hours now. Oh, Twilight, Twilight, said Rarity. We can't make it that simple. What kind of plot development is that? There's no conflict, no intrigue, 
No, no, no. It must be a brilliantly executed literary masterpiece, and nothing less. I changed it, said Applejack after typing away at the keyboard while Rarity finished her monologue. Rarity sighed. Fine, I suppose we can do it that way. No pony wants to read hours worth of trial and error, I suppose. Okay, said Twilight. Now we need to find a way to end this story in such a way that it resolves all conflict and plot holes. Otherwise, well, we're going to be stuck here forever. Fluttershy scoffed. Good luck with that. It's rife with inconsistencies and pointless dialogue. Honestly, it's almost like the author just wrote it through in one shot and did minimal editing afterwards. Pure mediocrity. Whilst the others were distracted, Pinkie Pie, suddenly intrigued by the possibilities presented by the blank canvas in front of her, climbed over Fluttershy to make some clever edits to the story prior to that present point. Pinkie, said Twilight, her head rearing back. What are you doing? Don't you realise that an inadvertent mistake could cause anything to happen? A smile grew across her face. Anything? Pinkie Pie typed another sentence into the story. After typing it, she suddenly had the memory of hoof bumping a fluffy pink unicorn in her mind. Rarity sighed. Now any pony who reads this is going to wonder where the hay that came from. I like apples. Applejack suddenly exclaimed jubilantly. Wait, what? Why did I say that? Pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. 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 Pinkie Pie made a few more edits as well. All of these alterations to past parts of the story aren't getting us anywhere, said Twilight. We need to erase this story somehow, without sometime also erasing our own existence. She pondered out loud. I've got it. I'll just write something after the current point in this story, which is dictating everything I'm saying at this very moment. Wow, that is really weird. It's almost like it knows what I'm going to say next. Whoa! She exclaimed while suddenly moving to her left, then appeared intrigued and entertained at the same time. Weird. Anyway, Twilight continued as she moved in front of the keyboard. If I make an addition after this line of dialogue that gives me power over the continuity of the story, I should be able to finish it and it will be like nothing ever happened. Stop! shouted a future version of Twilight who had just appeared out of an interdimensional portal. Wait, that's not what I wrote, said the present form of Twilight. I know, replied the future form of Twilight. You have no idea what I had to go through to undo what your addition caused. This story would have been about 10 chapters long had it not been for... The future version of Twilight suddenly vanished into thin air, with another one taking her place. Don't listen to her. You need to manifest a time machine. Go back in time and... Similarly, that future version of Twilight vanished and another one took her place. Ugh, this is getting old. Just don't make any more additions like that, okay? It doesn't work. Trust me, I've tried hundreds of times. Good luck, by the way. Existence has no meaning or purpose. The nth future version of Twilight disappeared into thin air, leaving every pony speechless and unsure of what to do next. This is getting too random, said Pinkie Pie. Like, even for me. 
I've got an idea, said Rainbow Dash as she nudged Twilight out of the way. Let me type at the keyboard. Rainbow Dash suddenly had double re span and was now able to perform an ultra supremoic rainbow. Rainbow Dash studied her wings. Hey, what gives? Why didn't my addition work? This is why grammar and spelling is important, darling, said Rarity. Let me take over from here. She hit the enter key a dozen or so times in a row, creating a massive blank space at the bottom of the text box. Now, we have a buffer zone to give this story some real plot. Rarity, seizing the opportunity to provide a sense of style and creativity to the literary work in front of her, began typing at the keyboard. It was an odd and mysterious evening in an undisclosed location. Rarity found herself in quite the predicament, but was confident that she would be able to discover a way to solve it. After all, she always did. But first, she had to... Okay, that's enough, said Twilight, highlighting the several paragraphs Rarity had written and deleting them. Darling, exclaimed Rarity, could you not have at least hit the save button? I put my heart into that. We've got bigger issues right now, said Twilight. We're stuck in a causal loop of pointless shenanigans. Can't you see what's going on? We're all taking turns at the keyboard as a way for the author to pad their story and provide interesting bits to read. Interesting, Rarity said with air quotes. Applejack put a hoof up in protest. I haven't done much of anything interesting yet, except provide humorous quips and country charm, I suppose. Honestly, sometimes it feels like I'm just here in the background to bring a sense of realism to y'all. Regardless, it seems we're out of ideas, said Twilight, except maybe one more. Perhaps if we don't do or say anything, maybe things will just go away. Oh, do we have to? asked Pinkie Pie. Yes. Okay. Every pony was silent and unmoving for several seconds, and then several seconds more. In fact, they remained silent and unmoving for an impressively long duration of time. The silence filled the room silently as nothing continued to happen. Simultaneously, they had their own unique train of thought with regard to the situation that they found themselves in. Twilight, for instance, was attempting to determine a logical way out of this seemingly impossible predicament, utterly failing to do so. Rarity was upset, feeling as though her recent actions were a bit more exaggerated than usual for some reason. Rainbow Dash was starting to get bored, silently wishing that she could be doing literally anything else. Applejack was becoming annoyed as she began to realise that her main function in the group was essentially to keep them in line. Fluttershy realised she hadn't spoken in several paragraphs, but was actually totally okay with that. And lastly, Pinkie Pie thought about the meaning of existence and eventually convinced herself of hard solipsism. Silence permeated the room for several hours as the six of them pondered and pondered, hoping that this nightmare would end. But it would not. It couldn't. The very premise of the story created a paradox that could not be resolved, leaving the author and evidently the characters within the story, with no choice but to ramble on and on and on. 
trying everything in hopes that an interesting ending would simply come to them, somehow. So instead, they chose to ramble even more. This isn't working, said Twilight, breaking the bow of silence. Phew, said Pinkie Pie. I was getting really tired of thinking about nothing as hard as possible, and I came up with some weird stuff. Like, have you ever wondered if we're what's not real? Or if only I'm real and you're all just figments of my imagination? Or if we're all brains in vats? Or if everything I'm saying right now are just words in a story? They are, said Twilight. We're trapped in our own fan fiction, remember? Oh, right, never mind. Ugh, Rainbow Dash sighed. We need to get out of this. I am dying. Suddenly, Rainbow Dash fell to the ground, her eyes wide and hoof across her body, not breathing. Fluttershy, change the story, quickly, exclaimed Twilight. Oh my, she shrieked, scrambling towards the keyboard to type. Moments later, Rainbow Dash began breathing of boredom. She coughed several times before returning to her hooves. What in Tartarus just happened? You bit the dust, said Applejack. Okay, okay, said Twilight, hyperventilating. Now we know that we need to be extra careful with our words. Good to know. Does any pony have any other ideas? I thought of something in the past few hours that I think might work, said Rainbow Dash. Fine, but let me type it, darling, said Rarity. Whatever, said Rainbow Dash. Try typing in, everything was resolved perfectly. Rarity typed it in, immediately. The problems of world hunger were solved. There were no more wars, and everyone lived a peaceful utopian existence. Did it work? Asked Twilight. I don't think so, said Rarity. Our words are still showing up on the screen. Hmm, Twilight pondered. Well, let's undo that change then. It might cause us problems later on. The world and all its problems return to the way they were before. It seems like there's no way we can fix this, said Twilight. Except if we just, I don't know, delete it or something? Delete it, said Applejack. But wouldn't that, you know, make us not exist? To be completely honest, I don't know, replied Twilight. But at this point, I don't know what else to try. Do it, Twilight, Pinky said flatly. Nothing has any purpose or meaning anyway. Well, I certainly wouldn't protest, said Rarity, sighing. This mediocre piece of writing doesn't deserve to be read. Is that too harsh for my character? I don't know anymore. And do I really sigh that much for Celestia's sake? Rarity sighed then scowled as the words at the beginning of this sentence appeared onto the screen, then pulled back aghast at what seemed to be an invasion of her own thoughts. Suddenly, Discord appeared with a poof of magic behind them. Who wrote that in? asked Twilight. That last thing we need is Discord to be involved in this mess. Oh wait, as the audiobook reader, I think I'll read that again to make it sound more grammatically correct. Then the last thing we need is Discord to be involved in this mess. A quill and paper magically appeared in Discord's claw and paw, respectively. It was I, Princess Twilight Sparkle. I am the one writing this story. Twilight pondered hard for a moment. Really? Poof, no, he replied, 
poofing a comfortable couch into existence to lounge on. I'm just here to watch this show. Creatures like me have a seventh sense for these kind of shenanigans. You mean you don't know why you're here? Can't you help somehow? Asked Applejack, Pinkie Pie counting on her hooves behind her. I never know why I'm anywhere, and my chaotic magic only applies to this universe, I'm afraid, said Discord. Whatever chaos magic created this is beyond me, surely. For instance, has any pony questioned the fact that you've been using a computer and that Fluttershy of all ponies is supposed to be a hacker? I suppose not, replied Applejack. Come to think of it, I don't even know what a computer is. What the hay is going on? How did I get here? Why can't I remember saying anything? And what's a hacker? inquired Rainbow Dash. They sound awesome, but I don't even know why. Rarity looked around the room. Also, where's Spike? Poor fella, Discord said solemnly, a bouquet of flowers held over his heart. He probably didn't make it through the editing process. And come to think of it, said Applejack, looking around rapidly, where the hay are we? Fluttershy's cottage? An underground bunker? All I know is that there's a computer, a desk, some chairs. Obviously setting... Obviously setting description isn't this char... Obviously setting description isn't this author's strong suit. Rarity said snidely, and while we're at it, there's a well-known rule of literature called show don't tell you might be interested in, to know about. Oh. Obviously, setting description isn't this author's strong suit, Rarity said snidely, and while we're at it, there's a well-known rule of literature called show don't tell you might be interested to know about, Rarity continued, Loudly talking upward toward the ceiling, a cold and ominous chill went down her spine shortly afterward. However, as if she had offended someone listening to her criticisms. Ah, uh, Rarity, who are you talking to? asked Applejack. A moment of brilliance came to Twilight. I know how we fix this, she exclaimed, ignoring everyone else again. All we need to do is point out every unbelievable aspect of this story so far and things should return to normal sounds plausible enough said discord you can start by removing me i suppose although i'd appreciate it if i weren't simply used as a brief cameo to drive the plot further but what are you going to do discord poofed away somehow conveying apathy in the way he did so okay twilight's mind raced for several moments now let's move backward. What happened before Discord appeared? We were talking about deleting this story, said Rarity, adding a, another bit under her breath, if you can call it that. And that doesn't make sense, right? Twilight asked rhetorically. If the story deleted itself, then we wouldn't have been able to edit it, so we won't delete it, or rather didn't delete it. What happened before that? We solved all the world's problems, but our own, said Fluttershy. And that's ridiculous as well, continued Twilight. That sounds more like a medium effort joke more than anything else. Before? We didn't do anything for hours, said Pinkie Pie, laying flat and sprawled out on the floor, staring upwards. And I had an existential crisis. Right, exclaimed Twilight. 
And that doesn't make any sense either, because we all know Pinkie Pie could never sit straight for several hours. It's true, she said dejectedly, except for that one time when I did exactly that. But hey, for all I know, you're all not real, and I'm just a figment of my own imagination. And what happened before that? Twilight continued, too excited to reach a solution. Just a bunch of random occurrences. Just a bunch of random occurrences, essentially. Nothing about them made any sense, and they only lasted for what? At most a couple paragraphs? Oh, and we should probably censor the password too, I just realised. Twilight edited the story so the author's password would no longer be visible, then scrolled to the top of the page. Is that it? Every pony looked around, expecting something to happen. Did it work? asked Applejack, looking up at the ceiling for no apparent reason. Are we free? At the top of the screen was a bar with several buttons on it. One of them said edit and the other said publish. No, Twilight said, dejected. Nothing changed. Fluttershy, who had been silent for a long time, had a sudden realisation. I know how to end this, she said with confidence, resuming her position at the computer and moving the cursor slowly towards the publish button. The only way out is to share this story with the world. Well, are you sure? asked Rainbow Dash. I'm not sure they're ready for whatever this is. What if it doesn't work? asked Applejack. What if we stop existing? Fluttershy noticed Twilight pondering and gave her time to speak before doing anything. It's plausible that allowing the story to reach its most natural state of being might cause the causality loop that we created by opening it in the first place, said Twilight. After all, what good is a story left untold? Of course, the worst case scenario might be that telling the story would implode the universe. But even worse than that, added Rarity, what if it's not well received? What if they hate it? What if they think my character is horribly written? That's a risk I'd be willing to take, replied Twilight. I'd consider retracting that bit of dialogue if I were you, Rarity muttered in response. Fluttershy took the heated moment to interject into the conversation. I'm going to do it. Maybe it's whoever's writing this story, or maybe it's actually me, but I'm going to do it and I don't care who I am or who me is. We've been looking at this for long enough, and 3,950 words is plenty for a random one-shot comedy, she said, as the others looked at her with surprise. Fluttershy placed her hoof over the mouse and hovered the cursor above the publish button, the others watching as she continued to speak aloud. If the world doesn't like it, then so be it. Writing shouldn't be about being perfect. It should just be about getting things out there. And so, awaiting the hopeful conclusion to their story and wishing with all their hearts that they might be freed from it, the others watched with bated breath as Fluttershy raised her hoof upward to prepare to click the button. Putting on a brave face, breathing inwards and taking a large breath, her eyes became focused and voice more serious. And if they don't like it, well, Fluttershy said as a devious smile grew across her face, I guess they'll have to take it up with me. Every pony gasped. 
and Fluttershy clicked the button. Then, as the person making an audiobook of this, I should probably let you guys know that um, the fic then has a large bit of blank space. So I guess you're meant to be like silent. And then there's a little page break. Author's note. Um, I don't think it worked. Great. Now they're going to judge my horribly written character. At least y'all won't be portrayed as a boring background one. Whoa, where are we? I have no idea, Pinkie Pie. I'm done with this. Any pony up for grabbing a hay burger? Wait, Rainbow Dash, I think you're displaying an action of free will. Free what now? Free will. Your brief death must have introduced a paradox in the metafictional space-time continuum. Quick! Say something that will end the narrative. Anything. Uh, the end? Still here, darling. Try not making it a question. That leaves room for uncertainty. Oh, right. The end. Now I have to leave a fair bit of um, silence at the end for when I edit this in audacity as um, noise removal. Okay, it's time to stop recording. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash TMFF to get early access to audiobooks and to be able to request I do a reading of what you want, provided the author approves. Thank you to Artlist.io for providing the massive music and sound effect library that I have to work with. And most of all, thank you to the bronies who write the amazing stories that inspire me to make these. Fluttershy and Izzy are best ponies. I now have a Discord server where you can join in and chat with other fanfiction fans. If you enjoy what I do, you can donate to me on Ko-Fi. Links in the description.